guys, it's Danny K doing the weekly podcast housekeeping on the feed. Want to give a big shout out to all of you guys who have been listening to the show. We greatly appreciate it. Like I say every week, there's a lot of gaming podcasts and it means so, so much that you guys listen to us. If you want to help support the show, give us a five-star review on iTunes and tell your friends. We really appreciate hearing from all of you guys and hearing that your friends are recommending the show. Another way that you can support the show is by using our Humble Bundle links, which will be down in the description below. If there's anything on the list that you like and think would be a great buy, use our links down below and you can get your money off as well as supporting an awesome charity. I also want to give a big thank you to KDK Weekly. Those guys have been giving us a lot of love and they just started doing a new show called Deep Dives over there on their channel. You can catch the weekly show every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on twitch.tv slash kdkweekly. Make sure you follow them so you know when they're going to do another episode of Deep Dive. Follow the show on Twitter at ntnpod and make sure you guys subscribe and follow on Spotify, Apple, or whatever podcatcher you use. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week and please enjoy the show. Like I said, welcome to Next to Nothing, the show where we talk about how to waste your time and not your money. I am one of your hosts, Danny Kay. And uh, with me, I have my lovely co-host, as always, Ren, who is uh, undergone a name change. Yeah, hi. Hi, everybody. Hi. So originally, my name on everything was Ren147, and then like it changed in all sorts of different areas. So instead, I just changed it just to be renditions. You could still call me Ren, though. But hi. Hello. Ren, Renly, Rennington. Yeah, anything. Anything. Dad. <laughs> Dad. Father. Sorry, that uh, the that term I reserve for our special guest. It is Darkside, Daddy Darkside. How are you doing, Darkside? I'm doing great. Awesome. Look forward to doing this review tonight for sure. Nice. Um, I just want to get one thing out of the way real quick. We all know what today is. We all know what today is. It's the day in which we finally get rid of political ads at least for a year. But that also means <laughs> that also means that you guys should have gone out and voted if you're of age and um, have all your rights still. Uh, listen, there are people, dangerous immigrants like Darkseid, coming down from Canada with their pet bears, and we just cannot have it. All right. Oh. <laughs> and I started spreading my ants. Real like real sketchy, really? like out of nowhere. <laughs> I, I was just like, uh, Canadians. I don't know Canadians are dangerous people. With they're their like the least bed. dangerous. What do you mean? They're like second to Sweden. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about right uh, now? Vex just said they have pet mooses. No, Darkseid's mother has a I'm pet bear. Pretty sure. Pretty sure Vex is right on that one. Just saying. Darkseid's yeah, mother has a pet actually. bear. <laughs> See, Call which it. is why we need to keep them out of this country um, but in all seriousness no xenophobia um or anything <laughs> like that go if you have still have time go vote um that's that's important do it that's all i really have to say um if you're listening to the watching or listening to this after it's gone live um if you didn't vote, you better have voted you better have voted if you didn't vote you better feel bad about yourself <laughs> if you were a pet... wow damn um, we just got really real on like the whole if you didn't vote you're a terrible person vibe just, just throwing that one out there 
<clears throat> anyway, how you doing, Danny? Doing obviously, good. you're having a great day. You know, <laughs> uh, I can speak a little bit better now for some reason. That's good. In our like the half hour that you know we did sound check and got everything like up and running, um, I couldn't speak. Now I feel like I can speak better, but uh, we're I'm doing good. Yeah, he was talking about an amazing brand deal that we totally have called the Humble Bumble, where apparently we <laughs> deal with bees. It was really weird and a thing. Like a really strange thing. I guess we're beekeepers now, so that's the thing. Feels bad. Dude, can I just like quit my day job and become a beekeeper? That would be <laughs> fan fucking fantastic. Uh we have a lot to talk oh, to. Man. Or a lot to talk about, actually. <laughs> and a lot of people to talk to. So uh we probably should just get into it. Um uh -huh. so one of the biggest steals I think that came out of BlizzCon was the um destiny 2 for free until what is it november 14th i think like if you install uh, the, it's free to keep until or it's free to keep if you download it before a certain date um i probably should know what date that is yeah i think it was the 18th but i'm actually not super sure all right let me do yeah, the 18th the 18th. the 18th yes okay so if you're listening to this like one or two days and this is only on pc if you're listening to this one or two days after the uh, podcast just install it or like claim it or whatever you have to do um to at least get your hands to try this game um and that is in fact what i played uh this week mm -hmm. i didn't get that much time with it um maybe four five hours at most but yeah Ren, i got some time with this game yeah so um for anybody that's actually from my stream we actually tried playing it on console before and if anybody remembers that, they know that I absolutely hated it with, like, an undying passion of just sheer hate. Shockingly enough, the PC port is actually okay. I was really <laughs> surprised. Um, having not a 30 FPS, like, lock was so much better than what I expected. I didn't expect most of my issues with the game really to just resonate from that 30 FPS lock that most consoles have on it, mm. which is horrible, by the way, for any FPS. It just doesn't make sense. But for me personally, granted, I have like a fairly high-end computer. It ran really well. I was able to actually like power through it. Shockingly enough, I actually beat the entire campaign. Mm. Um, and I've gotten to like a soft cap in terms of like leveling. So that sort of a thing i don't really know where it's gonna go from there yeah um but yeah for actually being free it's not bad <laughs> i was really shocked I, I really expected me to hate it mm. and then i didn't hate it nearly as much as i expected it to be i'm not gonna call it an amazing game no but like it definitely was like I, i'll give it a seat yeah it was it was solid and it's an easy time waster that yeah. that was really what it came down to yeah so, yeah my my general feelings for this have just been it's at least worth free right yeah yes yeah. um <laughs> right like that's the that's the thing like maybe like i understand where people come from where they don't like destiny um mm -hmm. you know for a variety of reasons i think the load screens are too long uh you kind of are inundated with all sorts of ui that's kind of confusing right off the bat um at least for me mm -hmm. it was um so for me, just like to play this and I'm like, yeah, actually, I might be able to get into this. Um, yeah. 
I do have like some like I, I the gunplay is fun. Um <clears throat> Yeah, the I'm gameplay sorry. is actually, like, solid yeah. for what it is. I mean, like, when I played it on console, that was probably the worst part about it, was mm -hmm. because since everything's one locked to a frame rate and two because you have to play it on controller, there's no way mm -hmm. around it, everything feels horrible. Like, you feel unbelievably slow. Yeah. And, like, it just... Everything feels off. Mm -hmm. And, like, the PvE felt terrible. And the PvP felt almost okay because everybody was at that same level of trash. <laughs> so it was like, okay, this is fine. Mm -hmm. Oddly enough, on PC, it's entirely flipped around, at least from my experience, where, like, the PvPE is actually okay. It's, it's not horrible. It, mm -hmm. It's solid. The PvP, on the other hand, is kind of a nightmare. That's been my experience with it. Um, it seems like the time to kill, which... I'm probably going to go on like a little bit of a, not necessarily a rant here, but kind of a discussion on it. Mm -hmm. So for anybody who's played like a previous Destiny or any of the Halo games, you'll know that like they have a fairly long time to kill. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, when you're doing PvE stuff, you can just tank bullets for a long period of time and that's totally okay. But the PvP experience is completely flipped backwards where like time to kill is maybe three bullets and then you're just straight up down. You're gone. Um, so that's like, it's really, it doesn't fit like the way that the gameplay initially feels. Like they feel almost like different experiences altogether. That was my like main notice from the PvP. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I didn't think the PvP was super great. I agree. That was definitely I felt... like, my experience from it. The I played two matches, so I guess I should talk about. I went uh, the first night that I downloaded. I got like all the way through the, um, like the tutorial stage, I guess, um, and then just kind of left it. I figured I would go on, um, I would go on stream and do it. And then anyone that watched my stream yesterday knows that my current rig could not really handle that no matter how mm -hmm. many configurations i tried um i was kind of struggling to get it to stabilize and and such so it wasn't really worth it in that aspect um so the one pvp match i did was in that where things weren't stable or running right um and yeah the time to kill felt a little off um i played today it felt a little bit better Mm -hmm. Um, and, but you're right. Like, it does feel kind of like they're two separate entities. Like the gun, like even like I was using like the same weapons for what I was using in PVE and, um, like the whole, like, it just felt different based on even that. Um, yeah, yeah I'm not quite sure. Like, I don't know if I'll keep putting my time into it or not. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I, 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 this little taste, this four or five hours that I've put into it, I'm not quite sure. Uh, Dark Side, you've, uh, you've played Destiny 2, haven't you? Or at least you have it, I right? Have. Yeah, I, I played it. Yeah, how are you feeling about it? Like, how do you? I thought the storyline was very small. I ended up doing the entire story in under four yeah. hours. Mm -hmm. which really pissed me off. I was like, now I have nothing to do but grind. 
Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I don't want the MMO experience of just sitting there and grinding out my gear nonstop. Yeah. I already did that in World of Warcraft. I'm sure everybody's done it in whatever MMO they've ever played. Mm-hmm. And it's not fun. All you're doing is grinding for gear. And when you get it, it's just like, okay, now the next piece. And then you grind to that piece. And then you're like, okay, the next piece. It's doesn't really give you anything fun to do. You're just literally grinding items out. Yeah. And it gets very boring very quickly. And that's where they went wrong with the game in the PBA, in my, my opinion. See, that's actually like exactly where I'm at right now. So I'm essentially at like a soft cap where like I have to find legendary gear in order to actually level up at this point. Note that I don't have like any of the DLCs or anything like that. But I'm at this point where like I can't just find gear and like get stronger that way. I have to find very specific gear and then just like level up through that way. So it's definitely turned from like I'm just leveling to like I've hit the grind wall. And, like, that part's begun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can totally understand that, like, 100%. Um, I'm curious because I haven't really, like, gone too far into it. Um, some of the things that you normally do, so there's things called, I believe they're strikes in uh, Destiny. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I think, from my experience, I've only, like, played three I, I've tried to play multiples, but like I've pretty much only ended up in the same three strikes over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And that was a little strange to me. I was like, okay, I, I figured I'd run into more. Um, the only, there is one thing that like definitely does irk me. And it's not really like, it doesn't really matter right now for me personally while I'm playing, but there's no matchmaking for certain criterias of things. So like in general strikes, you and like two other people can go and then you basically like go through a mission and then you fight a big boss at the end. That's the gist. Then there's uh nightmare strikes. I believe that's what they're called. I might be off on the name, but um, it's like the same thing, but like significantly harder, but there's no matchmaking for it. So you have to actually either have friends that already play the game or you have to go search on like an off like, off-brand third-party site and try to like make connections with people and just be like hey you want to do this with me and this is the thing that happened in the first destiny that i wasn't a fan of at all either so that's that's definitely been one thing i did notice and i was like i'm really like not super into that Mm -hmm. but yeah kind of a tangent but that was one thing that i did notice like Mm -hmm. now that i'm at that wall where that's starting to like starting to turn important yeah um so somebody has a counterpoint uh to what we were just saying here about the pve and pvp this is from spirit um pvp and pve aspect between the different damages um okay the foremost uh the damage is different between them um there are certain guns that are better for pvp right side of wrong pulse rifle uh, and then better guns for PvE, Crimson, um, and the hand cannon. Each gun stats can play its role into each gun and things. Um, I'm trying to follow that along. I kind of get it, though, yeah. like the different gear. Yeah. You know, I, I can understand, like, pulse rifles where it's like a three-round burst sort of thing. I can understand mm-hmm. that being good for PvP. But at the same point, what I more so meant was, like, the time to kill between, like, PvE is fairly long. Mm-hmm. Like, 
if you're at that same level of area, it doesn't, it takes a bit for you to die. You really have to mess up for the most part. Yeah. Whereas in PvP, if you step out, you just get absolutely wrecked. Yeah. Like you, yeah. you will die just straight up. You're dead. Yeah. Um, that, that was more so where I was going along with it mm -hmm. in terms of that. Not necessarily in terms of like specific guns or things like that, but, um, yeah. Yeah. I think uh... that, that was more so what I meant. Yeah, the 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 combat fe feels fundamentally different. I guess is kind of what we're yes. saying. Where, yeah, right. Like in uh, Elder Scrolls Online, you know, the the PvP and the PVE, the time to kill is the same. Just about mm -hmm. right. If you're going up against a tanky monster, you're gonna be, and you're going up against a tanky um, opponent with the same amount of support and P and you know. Uh, everything like that, it's going to be about the same. And, and you know, yeah. unless in uh, the likelihood of you dying is going to be about this. Well, it's going to be less, but it's um, in, in PVE because, you know, AI. Um, but, yeah. you know, you, you feel like the fights take about the same time. And that's kind of what it I'm kind of seeing here where it's like this is the PVE. It feels more like a Call of Duty situation instead of. Is still there? Oh, OK. Am I here? Yeah, you're here now. Okay. <clears throat> or yeah, PvP feels like a Call of Duty situation, obviously. And so like that was like a weird thing for me when I just like went into my first PvP match with Destiny 2 to like kind of wrap my brain around. And I'm like, okay. Like I don't like this is at very much different. Of course, I was also low level. I was only doing it to see kind of how it operated. It's just a TDM right. match basically that I was in. Um, yeah. And I think I got enough to kind of see the difference um, clearly. Otherwise, like, yeah. like I said, this very much just feels like it's uh it's good to try for free. Um, yeah, I think this was probably yeah, no, a smart sure. idea on their part if they're looking for more players. I don't know if I'm gonna keep with it. I'll probably give it another. Um, I'll give it another try. I'm not sure. Uh, Lone Spirit again. As far as the soft cap goes, everyone I'm sure will agree that the vanilla base game is shite. DLCs make things better, but it's also uh, behind a paywall, and everyone wants that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I think the big thing about Destiny is that it's a very polarizing game. Mm -hmm. It's either you're gonna like love it or be very indifferent about it, or just straight up hate it altogether. Yeah. It's not necessarily like you'll be like, eh, it's, I kind of like it. It's okay. Yeah. Right now, I'm kind of like, I'm just at that part where I'm just sort of indifferent. I really mm -hmm. use it just for like, I, I spend time on it just to spend time on it. That's really it. Yeah. Um, but there are avid fans of the game, and then there's avid people that hate it and despise yeah. it. And I'm definitely in the despise boat for the console version. A hundred percent. I think that was probably one of the worst like console games I've played recently. Yeah. For like a very long time. And <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just want to quickly mention it is only free on PC till the 18th. Yes. I don't think yeah. it's I don't think you can get it for free on console. Um, no. So that is something to just keep in mind quick. Yeah. But yeah, I, uh, excuse me. <clears throat> I very much am in that indifferent. Like I just, eh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just sort of there. Yeah, it's exactly. It's not anything like super special. Your yawn um, says it all for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I feel about destiny. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But yeah, definitely worth a try. Um, you know, you might find something if you haven't tried Destiny out before. You you might find something that you love. It's yeah. You know.
Yeah, no, for sure. I, I definitely think this is one of those games that like everybody should just try and see mm-hmm. if like they like it or not, because the people that like this game love this game. Mm-hmm. Like they love it a lot. And I personally don't really, I don't really get it, but I kind of do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you're going to love a game, you might mm-hmm. as well like right now. The way I find it works, because I have a lot of people I work with who actually play Destiny. If you have friends that you get to play with all the time and you always have a crew to go do your strike missions and you can go do raids and stuff like that and you don't have to rely on finding people through random sites, the game's a lot of fun because you're not going looking for people. You've always got your crew there. But for people like me who just play a lot of things by themselves, it's right. you got to do it with randos. They leave you behind. They don't give a crap if you're living or not. They just want to finish the strike and get out, leave you for dead. Ever. and it's i don't find it very fun at all so you're just stuck doing like the random missions out in the world and it gets very tedious very quick yeah so if you have friends yeah. to play with this game is great for you to play mm-hmm. if you play alone it's probably not the best choice yeah. um <clears throat> and i will mention real quick that uh in terms of forsaken the dlc uh for destiny 2 that is on humble bundle which we are an affiliate, so I will include the affiliate links uh, in the VOD and in the um, podcast notes uh, for anyone that might already have Destiny or enjoyed it and want to get that uh, DLC. Um, They can help support the podcast in that way. Yeah, Um, to my knowledge, pretty much, sorry, um, but um, the Forsaken DLC for like a good majority of people that play Destiny is kind of a requirement. Mm-hmm. which sucks. I, that that was like the biggest reason why I didn't actually buy the game and I waited for it to become free. But uh, if you're willing to throw down the money for it, then it's like definitely a worthy investment if you're super like interested in the game and you're enjoying it a lot. Mm-hmm. So just to let that be known, Forsaken for most people is like a really, really good DLC and people love it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, do we have anything else we want to mention about uh, Destiny 2? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, I think I'm not uh, sure. I think I'm good on, on it. Uh, Darkseid, anything else? Nope. I got nothing on Destiny. I stopped playing that a long time ago. The uninstall button got hit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It, and I a, bought it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's at least worth a try. Um, you know, waste your time, not your money, is the tagline of the show. So, um, Darkseid, you do have a game that you want to talk about, though. What did you play? I played Identity 5, which is Identity V, which is a mobile version of Dead by Daylight, but I think they did it much better than Dead by Daylight. Oh, yeah? Oh, yes way much better the graphics are kind of cartoony and uh you play like 18th century people which is pretty cool uh they have a selection of 15 survivors and i believe 10 killers it's either eight or 10 killers it's nine killers so you have a large selection to play through it's free you can of course pay to buy stuff to unlock people quicker but you can actually unlock people by just playing the game Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. no point of spending any money. If you're going to play, the basic survivors are just like uh, Claudette, Dwight, all of them, except for it's Emily, Freddy, Creature, and Emma. Mm-hmm. Are their names. 
in that game. So I'll, I'll start with a few other survivors. I'm not going to do all 15. I'll do two that are kind of like Dead by Daylight survivors, and then I'll do two that are not in Dead by Daylight, and they're like their own. Mm-hmm. So the nurse, which is Emma. No, not Emma. Emily, sorry. She's Instead of getting self-care like Claudette has, she starts with a syringe that gives her self-care. And she can use the syringe as much as she wants, which is like basically the health kit. Mm-hmm. So if she gets injured in the match, she can heal herself as many times as she wants, unless she drops that item and trades it out for a different item. Then, of course, you lose it. But she can use it as much as she wants. If a different survivor finds like a syringe in a chest, they can only use it twice, and then the item's consumed. So that's her special ability. Um, let's see. Let's talk about Dwight, which is Freddy. So Freddy is, of course, just like Dwight, where if he's near you, he helps you do everything that... Uh, faster and also mm-hmm. he can do things faster that's his special ability but they give him an item for that as well so if he trades out that item he loses his like leader and his prove thyself so i like the way they did that through the items but they also added in some really neat mechanics as uh, there is a uh, technician and she has like a remote controlled robot so she can go hide in a locker and use the robot to go do things for her. they can she the robot can go fix ciphers, which are the Jennies of uh, Identity 5. And ciphers take twice as long to fix as Jennies, but a killer can't break a cipher. You can't do anything to it. So whatever's repaired on it gets to stay. So it takes double the time to fix it, but it can never be regressed or broken. Huh. Okay. Which is really cool. And the other survivor I really like is the Thief. The thief is really cool and really annoying all in one. So if you're the thief, when you go up to a treasure chest, you can pick whatever item you want. It'll just let you select your item. So you go up there and be like, oh, I need healing. Give me the syringe. I need a flashlight. This killer's a pain in my butt. Give me a flashlight. Uh, I, I need the uh, remote control because I want to use the robot. He can just pick one of those and just run off with it. But the annoying part about him is if you're on a a cipher with him and he's fixing it if he gets a great skill check and he doesn't have an item he steals your item what so if if i'm the nurse and i'm sitting there with my syringe thinking i have self-care and he hits a great skill check my syringe is gone he has my syringe and he's running away with it (laughs) and there's nothing i can do about it but of course he has to hit the great skill check it's mad annoying but it's also funny at the same time because you see him running off with it probably laughing at you oh man which, That's good. I, I, I love, love that little aspect of the game. Now, they have pallets in the game, just like in DVD. Um, they did a... The flashlights are, are a little different. If they have a survivor on their shoulders... Well, it's not on their shoulders. They actually strap balloons to their butt and carry them on, like, a string to the rocket chair, which is the hook. <laughs> and uh, if you flashlight them... It doesn't. He doesn't drop the survivor, and the survivor doesn't get to run away like in Dead by Daylight. It stuns him for two seconds to give that survivor a few more seconds to try to struggle out of it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a little more fair in that aspect. It's the same as uh, if you pallet smack him. He doesn't drop the survivor. They get struggle time. So I really like that aspect for the killer and survivor because it's not as toxic, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. And, oh, I, I guess I should talk about Vera. Vera is another survivor. She likes the smell of perfume, and she starts with a perfume bottle. Now, when the killer's chasing you, you can spray your perfume bottle, 
and then you have six seconds to hit the ability button and you can teleport back to that perfume. So you can like jump through a window, get the killer to jump through the window and just teleport back outside and just run the other way, which is really cool for Juki. But unfortunately, she has negative 50% to uh, cipher repair time, which means she's never repairing a cipher ever. Yeah. Which is really cool. Now let's go to killers, which the killers are a lot more unfair than the dead by daylight killers. <laughs> They're a lot more vicious and destructive. And I'm going to start with the most un overpowered killer in the game and that's violetta which is a spider called a soul weaver spider mm -hmm. now it violetta doesn't have any abilities for chasing the survivors or anything all violetta can do is run around hope she finds somebody and hit them and when she gets them down she can cocoon them into a cocoon and hang them in the air she doesn't need to find a rocket chair it starts sacrificing them right there on the spot and she can go right to the next survivor and do the same thing hmm the problems with that is most Violettas will cocoon one survivor and then stand over top of them. So you can't do anything. You can't rescue them. You can't go near them. And she will just literally camp their bodies. It's one of the most unfair, but luckily she's stuck behind a paywall. You got to buy her. So she is actually the only pay to win in that game. And I've only seen her twice and it was the same killer both times. So other than that though, they have the Joker, which is a clown. Mm -hmm. And he has a really cool ability where he pulls out a rocket and puts it between his legs and flies towards you, like, extremely fast. And if he hits you, you go down in one hit. It's almost like uh, Hillbilly's Chainsaw, except for you can't turn it. It's just a straight line. And if he hits you, you go down. Well, once he hits one survivor with it, he gets a new ability on it, which is called Crazed Rocket Dash. So he shoots the rocket, and when the rocket hits something, he keeps flying forward, like, head first, and if he hits something, they automatically go down. So the crazed rocket dash can be used as much as you want. The regular rocket dash has a cooldown of three minutes. So if you land one rocket dash, he's actually probably the most powerful killer in the game because he can literally fly from one side of the map to the other side of the map in less than a second. Hmm. And that is uh, the clown. And let's do one that's... And there's a geisha girl called Machito. Her ability is she will fly up in the sky and, like, spin in a big circle. And if she has any survivors in that circle in her vision, they will light up for 10 seconds so she can run towards them. She literally can locate any survivor on the map. And she can do that every 30 seconds as long as she downs a survivor. It will recharge her skill. She is literally impossible to hide from hmm. whatsoever. So that, that's just to give you a rundown of the basics of like the killers and survivors and the sim similarities. Mm -hmm. Now, the only big problem with the game is the controls because, of course, you're on mobile. So your, what, your left thumb is your control pad. You put it anywhere on the screen and you can move your survivor around in a circle, no problem. Your, your right thumb controls the camera just like in uh is like the mouse but you also have your skill buttons in the bottom for there's a ducking walking and running and then there's a hand ability which is to throw down your pallets to vault a window save a survivor from a rocket chair if they're in it or in a cocoon if it's a uh, that pay to win killer mm -hmm. and uh 
you also have your item, which you can click down there. So if you're running from the killer and you need to click an item or do something, you either get to move your camera to see where you're going, or you get to click your abilities to try and jump through the wall, which really makes it struggles when killer's chasing you. You want to be able to look behind you and see what the killer's doing. Mm -hmm. So you can dodge them and juke them and go around places. But if you need to hit your inability to jump through the window, you can no longer move your camera. So you can't see them coming. And a lot of the time, the killer will get a free hit on you. And it's very frustrated that you have to pick. Either I get to see where the killer's coming from or I'm going to vault this window. Mm -hmm. and it's extremely frustrating in that mm -hmm. aspect on your cell phone. If you're playing on a tablet like an iPad or a galaxy tab or something like that. It's a lot different. It's a lot easier to hit your abilities. So I find that people who are playing on tablets have a lot more um, advantage over somebody just using their phone. Mm -hmm. So I, I've been playing it so much. I was like, Oh, well, I'll just get one of them uh, controllers for my phone and Bluetooth it in and use a controller. The controllers don't work. Huh. You have to use the touch controllers, the touch screen controls, which, which is very frustrating because it could totally, totally be done through a controller no problem yeah so i guess i got a question for you because this um this was developed by somebody who we're actually going to talk about later called netease mm -hmm. um how do you feel about this controller scheme like overall it, it's actually it's not too shabby the uh the way the controls work on my mm -hmm. tablet on my phone i struggle a lot more of course yeah mm-hmm it, you have your skill checks just like in DVD. They're really easy to do. Mm -hmm. uh, the sound comes up. Um, I love how the perks are changed to items. So if you l lose the item or get rid of it, you no longer have that perk, and it's your choice. So you're not just stuck certain ways. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was shocked to find out that people actually stream this game. A lot of people. Hmm. Hmm. Because they prefer it over DVD because it's a lot less toxic. There's no talking after the match. So you can't be like, oh, you're a shit killer, you're a camper, blah, blah, blah. You know, you can't you can't do any of that. It's just you play your game, it is what it is, move on, go to your next game. And they also have ranked and they have just casual. So you don't have to play hardcore all the time, like in DVD where it's just nonstop rank forever which I also love because I always play casual and I have fun and you still earn your blood points when you play casual. Mm. It's just, I don't rank up. I just get to play with whoever, but that's also if a rank one killer comes in there to play on casual rank is not put into uh, context at all. So we could all be like really bad rank twenties versus a rank one killer, but that's, that's the choice we make by playing casual and not playing ranked and playing people mm -hmm. in the same rank. Yeah. It's kind of like choice. But I find in casual, there's a lot less campers. In ranked, everybody just stands there and stares at them in the rocket chair. <laughs> but they actually put in a guy, there's a cowboy you can play, Survivor, who gets a lasso, and that's his item. And he doesn't have to go up to release you from the rocket chair. He can lasso you out of the rocket chair and just pull you out. Huh. So it totally nullified the camper. So it's pretty cool. You see a lot of them running around and they will lasso people out of those chairs from like so far away. It's pretty hilarious to see. Mm -hmm. And the camping killer is just standing there like, huh, ready to go. Cause it pulls them right to the lasso man. Hmm. So 
they're not right there in front of the killer just to hit and put back in the chair. They're not there anymore. They're gone. Interesting. Hmm. So it's it's definitely absolutely worth a shot. Like if you don't play Dead by Daylight, it's worth a play. And if you play Dead by Daylight, definitely worth a play because I think they got a lot of stuff better than Dead by Daylight did, and the toxicity is just null and void. Yeah. Hmm. It'd actually be kind of interesting to see this, maybe get like a PC port just to see how many people um, DVD would lose. Um, so I, If this was on my computer, I would be playing Identity 5 and not Dead by Daylight. Gotcha. 100%. Hmm. Um, I guess another question I have for you. So you said one one uh, killer was, play, uh, was pay to win. Um, yes. Anything else, like in terms of like like survivors and killers being behind paywalls that are very obviously better, loot boxes? Is there like a stamina bar that you have to like pay to get rid of at a certain point? Like what other stuff like that is there? So there's a menu screen. So when you play games, you get these like points and you earn like dice and stuff like that. Well, mm-hmm. on the menu screen, you can walk over to a chair and there's a board game you can play, and you roll the dice and you go through the board game and you unlock like little crystal balls. And that's how you unlock skins, other survivors, things to do. You, so strictly by playing the game, you can unlock pretty much all of them. Mm-hmm. The only one that's not there is the spider. Hmm. The spider is completely pay to win. But you can unlock every single survivor. And you can unlock all of the eight of the nine killers. Okay. Because I've unlocked... 14 survivors through that board game and it was actually really easy to unlock them and i've also gotten a lot of customizations for them Mm -hmm. so i don't think you have to spend a dime for it it's just if you really want a survivor and you want to waste your money because you will unlock them if you just play the game you can do that if you just want that survivor okay Mm -hmm. but there's no point to it You, you can just play the game and have fun because the four survivors they start you with are perfectly fine and one of them's the nurse, and running around with self care is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, just like from the gameplay that we've been able to watch and you describing it, I think I have a pretty good idea of this. Um, yeah. And it is very convenient. Reminds me a lot of DVD. Right. Yeah. Well, you saw very, on the video there where where he had the ear up. All mm-hmm. killers, their first ability to have is like listening. Mm-hmm. If any survivors are making noise, their auras will show up so he can just run towards them. So anyone running, working on ciphers, jumping through a window, he mm-hmm. can find them. So finding survivors in this game is, is so easy mm-hmm. as long as they're making noise. But if they all want to, like, crawl everywhere and mm-hmm. they're not making noise, mm-hmm. then you can you actually get stuck in a match where you're not going to see anybody all game. Hmm. But that's what the geish is for. The one that flies up in the air, spins the big circle, and just shows everybody's aura for 10 seconds. Yeah. So there, there's a counter for everything in this game. Especially, uh, except for the magician. Survivor. Mm-hmm. So his ability is he has a magic wand, and it's called fantasy. And he shrinks down to literally an ant size. So if you're not literally looking at <laughs> your toes, you can't see him. Yeah. But he still has the same hitbox. So if you do notice him in swing, you're going to hit him. But people who play the magician and they just run around the whole map shrunk. And it's just like, well, where are they? And you can never see them. And you're literally staring at your feet running everywhere trying to figure out where everyone's at. 
it, it it's pretty funny but it and of course when they're shrunk it takes double time to finish a cipher so it's like i don't know four minutes to do one yeah mm-hmm. so you know they, they can't sit there all match but you know it, it's definitely a lot of fun to play and it's i've gotten a lot of laughs out of it a lot more laughs than i've gotten out of dbd as of late mm-hmm. but that's probably because i'm a dirty rank one so <laughs> um cool just because i'm looking at our time here uh any other thoughts on this game Ren. uh danny i think your mic might be messing up i'm not super sure though he's a robot is it doing it again yes you yeah. are one second See, I honestly wasn't sure because actually while we were talking about this, uh, the Discord servers in my area, I guess, were going out. So sometimes I couldn't hear it, sometimes I could. But it reminds me. They're like specifically unique, like the listening mechanic. That's pretty cool. And Danny, uh, how's this? That's better. Oh, you should have said I am Optimus Prime. You would have made chat so happy. <laughs> Okay, so I got a question. This happened last week. Why does it happen during the podcast, but not any other time? I don't know. Not sure. Okay. Because you're doing serious stuff. I guess, right? And the stream can hear you guys, (laughs) I believe? Yes. All right. Yeah, we're all good. All right. Um, Okay. So, yeah, uh, anything else about this game that we wanted to talk about at all? I think I about covered most of the things. Like, if you play Dead by Day, you've played Identity 5, except for Identity 5 is just a nicer, more friendly game mm-hmm. to play. Mm-hmm. And I, without a doubt, recommend it. Without cool. a doubt. Cool. Um, so let's move on real quick. Ren, you got your hands on Fallout 76. Oh, oh yeah, I did. <laughs> that, that did happen. So let's yeah. talk about that. So, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, basically, as you guys know, I initially started being somewhat hyped for the game, and it's slowly like been like going down and down and down. And during the beta, I think I honestly kind of hit my all-time low. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it was. Uh, mediocre at best to be completely 100% honest I don't know it felt like there were so many different things that were just trying to like go in different directions so like for example this is like meant to be a mostly multiplayer game Mm -hmm. you're meant to play with just a bunch of people and that's obviously that makes sense I played it solo for a good majority of the time I played it probably I believe it was uh I want to say seven hours, something like that. I believe I still can play more of it, but I have chosen not to. Um, but during the solo experience, it doesn't feel it, it. It does not feel like it's meant to be played solo at all, really. Like it's there. The mechanics are there and technically you can play it solo, but it really just doesn't feel like you are. Um, one of the biggest problems I noticed was um, 
the deal with there's no real npcs in the game that you can actually talk to so everything in terms of like storytelling is through audio logs and text mm-hmm. and what that basically means is they overload you on audio logs and text ah. mixed combined with how much like there's people everywhere it, granted it's a huge map and like a lot of people are normally spaced out, but most people's paths are the same paths that you're going to be taking because that's where the quests are. So mm-hmm. you'll be running through and you'll just like, you'll find an audio log and the entire time you're like working with the audio log, all you hear is a bunch of robots shooting at each other and just a random guy just like messing around out in the abyss. <laughs> and it's very common. It's super common. That, like that was by far one of the things that like I noticed the most and the audio logs are so long like they are ridiculously long and it makes sense because they're trying to tell a story without like having a person tell it to you where like you can actually make choices and stuff like that but they were ridiculously long normally because I stream whenever something like audio logs or something like that happens I'll either read them or I'll just let them like play out um as Vex is saying in chat one of them was easily about five minutes long and I basically just had to sit there and just wait for like it to end and it that's not a great way of telling a story it just isn't especially with like the way that previous fallout titles work is that you normally have choices of what you're even going to ask in the first place. So you don't necessarily like need to know everything mm-hmm. in order to uh, like go through your business. But because there's no choices involved, they just decide to give you all of the information, regardless of if you want it or not. Yeah. And that was that was by far one of my least favorite things, was the audio logs, more than anything, felt like an annoyance. And that was that was rough. Um, just like going and binding an audio log. And at first I'm like, oh, heck yeah, I'm going to find out a story. And then it just keeps going and going and going. And at some point, I actually genuinely thought at some point it stopped because the person on the audio log paused for such a long period of time. I was like, oh, okay, audio log's done. And it's like, and then, <laughs> then after I did this, and it's like, okay, all right. So, yeah, I don't know. It felt very not conducive at all to the way that the game is played. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to run around and just mess around and shoot things, it's okay. Yeah. It's all right. Um, if you're going to play it for a story probably don't <laughs> to be yeah. completely honest with you it's not the the story is there mm-hmm. it is it's just there's so many things that actively retract from the story that makes the story more of an annoyance than it is like something that you'd even remotely be interested in mm-hmm. and like i i'd not even finish one audio log and then find another audio log oof and yeah, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to collect this one, and then maybe, maybe after this one finishes, I'll start up the next one. It immediately cut it off and just started that one instead. And it's like, okay, all right. Obviously, audio logs weren't, like, really a big thought into it. 
Mm -hmm. I'm sure that there's a decent story into it. And some of them actually were somewhat interesting. But for the majority of the time, they were all just hindrances. They they weren't in like they're they're just obnoxious more than not. Mm -hmm. So that that's by far my biggest gripe with the game mm -hmm. by far. It, it sounds like you wanted to say something. I wasn't sure. Oh, no. Uh, uh, my, my, my main thing is when you're talking about the audio logs and stuff like that, that's very much when you're looking at like Fallout New Vegas and Fallout 3, the mm -hmm. audio logs and stuff like that, that was all like in the when you're delving into a vault. Right. Yeah. Right. And so it feels like the these where you're not like actually interacting with people, you're just trying to piece together the story mm -hmm. um, by finding the lore bits. That's what that was about. Yeah. And they just kind of shoved this here. They're like, well, how else are we going to tell stories if we're not going to have NPCs? Exactly. In, in previous Fallout titles, it's more of like an optional supplemental storytelling mm -hmm. mechanic more than anything. Like you'll actually learn specific things about like random specific people in the vault mm -hmm. that you wouldn't normally even like consider. And it's like, OK, that's really interesting. That's neat. But or... because Go ahead. all the audio logs essentially are quests for the most part. Mm hmm. It'll be like, oh, this entire story, and this is why you need to go do this thing. And there's a lot of quests that involve you finding a person, but because they so blatantly stated that there's no NPCs, you always know they're dead. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, I'm going to find another audio log. That's just what it is. Yeah, That's that's what's going to happen. And it's it's yikes. I don't know. I got really... Playing it with people was okay. I, mm. I didn't mind it so much, but I actively avoided any sort of storytelling or anything mm -hmm. at that point. I just completely ignored it, and I just tried to play it as, like, a fun run-around-with-people sort of game. Yeah. And it's okay at that. I wouldn't recommend it for $60. No. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I even considered, because... For the beta, the beta pretty much keeps going until about, like, the release date. Mm -hmm. And I had a few extra days on my free beta code, and I couldn't bring myself to play it. I thought about it. I really did. I was like, mm -hmm. maybe maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll try it again. Yeah. And then I just couldn't. It, it's hard because for someone like me, this is, this is where it gets a little weird. I'd rather play Destiny than I'd play Fallout 76, and I'm not a big Destiny fan. As I've blatantly stated, I'm not... I... no. No. Yeah. Not not super into it. I would rather play Destiny 2 than mm -hmm. uh, Fallout 76 by a long shot. Which was... Uh, that, that hurt a little bit. Yeah. I, I felt a little bit down on that one. So, let but, me uh, ask you some specifics, if that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, Alright, so the story aspect basically nothing there really and that might be something they can patch in maybe they can figure out how to put npcs in the game um something like that that might be able to fix that but uh, i think what's going to be harder for them to fix is if, if the gunplay if it doesn't feel good if the game doesn't feel right the crafting doesn't feel right the crafting doesn't make sense how is all of that stuff how is the so how is it like the survival elements? How are the, has the gunplay feel? All that good stuff. Completely honestly, it's all meh. Okay. Um, 
most of the Fallout games, and we pretty much know this, they're not really well known for having good gunplay. That's yeah. just not a thing. Mm -hmm. This one definitely, like, it's no different than that whatsoever. Mm -hmm. It's like the same Fallout 4 type of gunplay with a little bit more lag, but it's honestly, I'm, it's not even that big of a deal if I'm going to think about it that way. Um, it's okay. Everything is sort of just like, it feels like Fallout 4, Mm -hmm. in a lot of aspects and i know a lot of people weren't a fan of fallout 4 yeah and that's kind of uh it's kind of a yikes i don't know it's just it, it wasn't hitting me in any like particular place where i was like yeah this is really neat there's certain areas and i know i've seen certain areas either by checking like videos mm -hmm. and some of the environments are really super interesting but most of them aren't Mm -hmm. um the i like the color scheme initially of the area where it's a lot of like reds and oranges and greens and you don't normally see that in fallout games so that was a nice change in pace but that sort of just like it goes away fairly quickly it, it just sort of just disappears and it's like okay all right well this is just like the environment i couldn't imagine me spending like the average fallout time of like dozens upon dozens of hours playing this mm -hmm. it just it didn't really seem to be there for me um crafting the crafting was actually a little weird i don't know i didn't really dive too much into the crafting system i looked at it and i was like okay actually there is one there is one specific thing and it doesn't really have anything to do with the crafting but it does have to do with the weapons there's a level lock on certain weapons that mm. you can get Mm -hmm. So you initially get forced into like pipe pistols and that's just what you're stuck with until level five. Ooh. And yeah, you can grab melee weapons. That's fine. Um, but in terms of ranged weapons, it's almost exclusively pipe weapons. Even if you find, cause you'll find other weapons out in the wild. Um, I found a double barreled shotgun i found like two or three before mm -hmm. i even hit level five and it was like no you can't use these you're not a high enough oh. level and i'm just thinking to myself why not i mm -hmm. i found it yeah i blatantly found this on my own mm -hmm. why can't i use this that was that one uh made me a little bit peeved um yeah. i see spirits talking about the card system mm -hmm. card system actually wasn't that bad to be completely no. honest the card system was okay i i didn't really have a problem with it it's a little bit weird to learn at first, but mm -hmm. once you like realize what it actually is, it's not horrible. It okay. was it was a different take on the system, and I didn't really mind that so much. Mm -hmm. Um everything else though was not great. <laughs> it just wasn't great. It was nothing really to write home about. Okay. Um so yeah, I don't know. It was I don't recommend it. That that's really what it comes down to is I personally don't recommend it. I've said this, I said this on my stream when I was playing it and I've kind of just kept rolling this point across over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Wait a month before like after it gets released yeah. and see what happens because this is blatantly not going to get released finished. It's even clear from the video that we're watching right now, you'll even see some like effects like turning in Jinkiness. and out. The water looks super weird. Yeah. Things like that, those aren't going to get fixed. I really doubt it. It's mm -hmm. like not even 10 days until it gets released. And these problems are still very much real. Mm -hmm. So 
I would say wait a month, see what the game, like what happens with the game. At that point, a lot of people are going to be reaching towards that later stage of the game anyway. Hmm. And then they'll know what's like happening towards yeah. that point. Because this is something where even though I'm talking about it, I can't really give a full-on review about it because this is a long-term game. Fallout mm -hmm. games usually take like 50 hours if you really want to like get all the stuff and things and like that's just scratching the surface sometimes. Um, so yeah, getting like those mild amounts of like time that it gives you, which is super weird too, by the way. I, I will talk about that a little bit also. But um, the server times change the server times today were two hours yeah the, which... that was the weirdest part of the beta i saw like oh it's gonna be two hours for like to to yeah. test the game at like this very yeah. specific time that felt weird to me yeah so they've been saying that this has been meant for like a stress test and i really don't believe that whatsoever mm -hmm. i 100 percent don't believe that in the slightest if you were going to be doing a stress test, you probably would have done it one earlier than being like almost released. Mm -hmm. uh, two, you wouldn't have done it for pre-orders only or people that have access to like the beta codes from people that got pre-orders. And that's that's just such a small base of people that's going to be like testing your servers and you're yeah. only running your servers for a very limited period of time. So I really doubt they're getting any information on that. Um, not to mention the game that we're actually witnessing right now, and they stated this before too, this is actually the full release of the game. Um, there's nothing held back. There's nothing like that. This is the game. Mm. Just straight up, this is the game. So it's not like, I, I feel like they definitely should have let it be open to the public. Maybe not like the entire like two weeks or something like that. Maybe like a week and then you don't like show off everything. You limit it to a certain degree, and then you leave it open, you see what happens. I'm sure your servers are going to crash. That's bound to happen. But that's going to be much better information than just having the smallest percentage of players come in. Like, mm -hmm. maybe 2 to 3% probably. I don't know. I don't know how many people are like pre-ordering this game, yeah. but I don't imagine it's an insanely large amount. I really don't. Mm. So, yeah in terms of the amount of people who are going to be buying it on release, because I considered buying it on release before I played the beta. I was like, okay, I might buy it on release or I might wait a month. And now I'm definitely on the, I'm going to wait a month. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens when the actual reviews come in where they're like, this is actually not as bad as we thought, or it is. Mm -hmm. Yikes. <laughs> it is yikes. I don't know. But, um, yeah. I, okay there actually there's one last sort of thing that i want to talk about and i think this would fix a lot of the issues i personally have with the game mm -hmm. is if they allowed private servers i have no idea if they even have that as a thought i don't think they do mm -hmm. but oh my god this game would be significantly better with private servers i could yeah. it, it would get rid of a lot of my gripes a lot of like the random players because players seem weird in the environment mm -hmm. like they just don't really fit just like going through a wasteland and then you just see a random person hopping around all the over the place really just takes you out of the immersion whatsoever yeah um but if i could just host a private server 
or if they had private server hosting, which would be amazing if they had that. And I could just go in with my friends or like a small group and then we could play it that way. That'd be great. I, I think that would genuinely get rid of a lot of the issues I have with the game. But the okay. way that it's being released right now, none of it just doesn't fit anything. It's like they're going in different directions altogether. They're trying to tell a really long story, but they're also trying to like make you ignore the story and go do other things. Hmm. And I don't know. It, it wasn't it wasn't the best experience by any means. Um, yeah, and I'm sure we have a lot more to talk about, but we are kind of getting there on time. Um, mm -hmm. So I want to move on to at least the one news aspect that we could probably cover, which is, uh, well, first off, let me mention real quick. I saw that on itch.io, um, there is a PT remake free for people to download before Konami takes it down. So go check that out if you can. Just itch.io and look for the PT um, remake. Uh, but the bigger piece of news I wanted to talk about was the uh, Diablo Immortal backlash that that we're seeing um and, and kind of get some takes on it what we think it means for mobile gaming and and uh gaming on a budget all that fun stuff um so are, how familiar are you with this situation ren in dark side i'm a little bit familiar with it i'm not that familiar with it okay. um, no clue what you're talking about okay yeah so what happened at BlizzCon was, um, I guess we should preface this with, uh, people were really expecting a Diablo 4 announcement or a Diablo 2 remake uh, or remaster uh, announcement of some sort. Mm -hmm. And the community was just whipped up into this fervor um, to, for basically that announcement. And what ended up happening was um, the was Blizzard announced uh, something called Diablo Immortal, which is a full-fledged Diablo game, but on the phone. Yeah, uh, a mobile on on mobile devices, um, and it angered a lot, a lot of people. Um, one guy asked um you know there's a lot of features here uh and this is actually one that i'm kind of interested to like that like this is one take but uh, i want to kind of get a little bit more into but he's like you know i'm seeing a lot of features here that we've wanted for diablo is there any way this is going to get ported to pc and the dev said no which he was immediately yeah. booed um and then one of the other devs on stage said well don't you guys all have phones um, yeah the next yeah, I did definitely hear about this. And then the next comment that got uh like a lot of um attention was a guy went up and said, Is this an out of seasons April Fool's joke? Um So yeah, a lot of a lot of like anger around this and uh I mean I, I played the demo of Diablo 3. I didn't play through it. I remember watching my dad play a lot, a lot of Diablo 2. Um mm -hmm. so you know I, I kind of know a little bit about Diablo, not much. But I think I can kind of get where people are coming from. Uh oh, yeah. in terms I of totally backlash. I and I don't think the gaming media is really helping the situation. I think when mm -hmm. Kotaku and Polygon, who 
already walk on thin ice with most gamers start calling fans entitled babies um it's <laughs> it seems to it seems to make them a little bit more angry um <laughs> maybe if mm-hmm. you're already on thin ice with people you don't piss them off more just a thought gaming journos um huh. but anyways yeah i i, I didn't but there was like another part of me that I just didn't quite get the the anger. They said Blizzard said that they have other resources. Mm-hmm. Um or they have other teams and stuff like that, but are working on other um Diablo projects. Like this is not the only Diablo project in the, the works. Right. So, so I don't go ahead. So the way I see it, mm-hmm. right, is Diablo's been exclusively, for the most part, PC. Yeah, I think that's, Diablo's... that's just been a mainstay the entire time it's like existed. Straight up, doesn't make any sense to me in my mind whatsoever that they would just completely, even if it's not even going to be like particularly a great game for PC, mm-hmm. that they would just remove PC from it entirely and just throw it on phones. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense to me, especially when games like Diablo. I've played it wasn't a super big fan but i have played it um they're they have a lot of depth and most phone games can't really support that it's just it's very rare um so throwing a game that would need a lot of depth onto a phone where a good majority of things and they even said don't you guys have phones a phone is only so much screen and you have to use your hands somewhere on this screen and in Diablo games, there's a lot of stuff happening on the screen. So having probably a good majority of the screen just covered by your hands and not mm-hmm. being able to see, that's going to be a horrible experience. That's yeah. my expectations. I don't know how you're really going to control a lot of things. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. So I completely, it seems more than anything that it's just a random idea that they just thought would be cool. And then they just sort of just did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And like, you see this somewhat, this, a good example where like, it's actually a good idea is Fallout Shelter. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a game where like, they actually have wanted to do this on mobile for a really long period of time. They wanted to do it since I believe Fallout 3 even came out. Mm -hmm. I think it was even in their cinematics that they wanted to like have it as a mobile thing. And they even had like the layout of how they wanted to do it in one of the cinematics and then they're all like you know what we're just gonna announce it fallout shelter mobile game mm-hmm. and they they did it shockingly well it was a very surprising thing but the way that this went is nobody was really even like considering yeah anything along these lines for a diablo game and even even in the case of fallout shelter it's on pc yeah it is it wasn't initially but it is now Mm -hmm. and i don't know i feel like it was just a very blatant we're not gonna listen to you here's our plans ta-da yeah sort of thing and it doesn't resonate with anybody i i don't see a lot of people that would be really particularly interested in it well my question is is from what perspective are you seeing this from because as a lot of people have said this seems like it's something that's geared towards an asian market the, yes. the the people that are working on this worked on the game that Darkside talked about. Uh, what is it? Uh, NetEase. 
Um, yeah. Which is why I asked very specific questions about how uh, the controller layout works because it's actually the same controller layout for um, Identity V that will be basically mm -hmm. for this Diablo game. So like my, my whole other thing is people are saying that Blizzard isn't listening to their fan base, but what fan base are we talking about? Are we talking about the American and Western fan base? Or are we talking about the Asian fan base who the Asian fan base in Korea and China and Japan are probably all going, yeah, we want a, we want a mobile thing because mobile is more prevalent over there than it is over here. Like that, so that's like one thing like I haven't really heard anyone say, and I don't know. I don't, I'm not professing mm -hmm. to say, I'm just saying this might right. be like, yeah. there might be some narcissism here uh, with mm -hmm. the Western audience thinking Blizzard needs to listen to us and not audiences in other markets. That just might, I don't know how true my theory speaks to that. Mm -hmm. I just want to posit that as a theory, maybe, we're, maybe Western audiences aren't the only audiences for Blizzard. Like, that's just yeah, something that's I want fair. to mention. Um, that was something I was kind of thinking about and, and kind of understand because people were – because I just saw a fan – or I saw a post and post and YouTube comment and, and YouTube commentator after, you know, after one another saying how this was just pandering to China, which I'm like, okay, what's wrong with that necessarily? I get that the Western audience didn't want this. I honestly mm -hmm. do, and I get why they'd be upset. I get why they'd be disappointed. I get why they would feel like this is a slap in the face. But that's still narcissism being like the Western audience deserves, you know, Diablo 4 or Diablo 2 remake. And I get that, like, they haven't had a lot of Diablo content, like, at all that it seems to be, like, yeah. the neglected stepchild. <laughs> yeah. And I totally understand that. I totally understand that. But there just seems to be, like, a little bit of narcissism that's going on with this, too. Like, this I backlash. Mean, I feel like if they really wanted to, they could meet both ends. I, I feel like that's entirely a plausible thing that they could do. Yeah. I mean, like, you could... St the fact that they blatantly said, no, we're not going to make a PC port, it's kind of just like, okay. Yeah. Oh, great, thanks, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, and I, I think that is not, not even like, a, we'll consider it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll think about it. Yeah. Just to know is like, all right, well, what do we get? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what What's what's our thing? Yeah, so and I get that. I, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Is like I don't mind if they're making it for a uh, Chinese audience. I could care less. Like, okay, I I know for a fact that the Chinese market is much more focused on mobile games, mm -hmm. like a significant amount more focused on either free to play or mobile, and yep. just straight up, that's just what it is. But I feel like if you're, I, I can't imagine porting. A mobile Diablo to PC can be that difficult. No, I really don't. I honestly don't. I, and I mean, a mobile Diablo to PC, I probably would try it out. I might try this out. I have a. Is it anywhere near me where I can pull it out? I have an iPad Mini Three, that mm -hmm. honestly just became a D and D machine. I literally just had like I have all my little PDFs on it. I have my character sheet app and all that stuff on there. That's all it really gets used for. I don't have all that many games on it or anything like that. But maybe I might pull it out for this Diablo game. Um, yeah. I'm curious about how it's going to play out mm -hmm. for sure. I mean, like, <laughs> if it's actually good, I'll be shocked. I, I genuinely will because I can't imagine something that requires that much depth yeah. on a small screen working yeah. personally. And even when Darkseid was talking about um, 
uh, his game, Identity V, he was even talking about on phones, it's not super great. Mm-hmm. It, the controls, it just doesn't feel particularly right. On a tablet, I'm sure it works fine. And yeah. I'm sure, like, Diablo on a tablet would probably work fine. But the fact that they even said, don't you guys have phones, kind of implies that, you know, play it on a phone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just sort of thinking, like, hmm, you know. Yeah. yeah. In that... I, I know that's probably something they just sort of threw out there. Like, I can't believe you guys don't accept this, but, like, yeah, the the indignation that at least that one, I don't know who the devs are for this team, but at least that mm-hmm. gentleman who said that, like the indignation there, I'm like, that's a poor move. Like you, you're seeing <laughs> yeah. that you, you're seeing that the stadium full of people are reacting poorly and you antagonize them. Right. <laughs> I mean, you're not a stand up comedian, right? Like you can't like you, you can't turn that around with jokes like you know, I was about to say Louis C.K., but that might have been a bad option. Um, <laughs> Chris Rock can turn that around with a joke, right? Like, oh man, it, or you know, you can't like be Bill Burr and just yeah. unleash on Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I, I saw that, and I'm like, okay, like Dev Team needs to do some serious stuff uh, with with this pr um yeah and like what what else did really blizzard announce i know that they announced the overwatch two heroes which is actually just one hero Mm -hmm. um that's that and diablo immortals are realistically the only two things i know Uh, about hearthstone Um, okay (laughs) update uh let's just do a let me do a quick uh, blizzcon 2018 Okay. Because I could totally see if people are upset if, like, one of the main announcements is, ta-da, we have a mobile game. Mm-hmm. I, I can 100% see that as, like, really? <laughs> I think they announced, like, figurines a lot and of stuff. People, oh, a lot of people spend a lot of money to go to these things. Yeah. A lot of people. Like, people fucking fly, like, across country to go to BlizzCon. Mm-hmm. Just to witness Tadad's mobile game. Yeah. I feel I feel genuinely bad for those guys. I really do. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. So I think the announcements... Um, let's see. There was uh, Hearthstone. There was the Over, uh, Overwatch World Cup. Um, the Hearthstone announcement. The announcement of the new character who's already on the PTR for Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, they announced uh, Bungie and Activision were giving away Destiny 2. While there, um, Diablo Immortal. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't like a whole hell of a lot, really. Yeah, it, their, um, their biggest release release is a mobile game. Yeah, <laughs> that that's the way I see it. Personally. Oh, I guess uh, they are doing a Warcraft 3 remake or re. Oh, yes, that's true. Master- people remastered. I do know some people are really excited about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. Yeah, that's not that's not a particularly great list. That's, I don't know. That's not that's not an amazing BlizzCon reveal. That that's just what I see. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I don't know. I I, I genuinely feel bad for the people that like paid to go there. I'm yeah, I, I I agree. I feel like if you actually went, but yeah. like the rest of the internet who is just sitting here and <laughs> like fuming over it. I don't. I'm like I don't. I would hate to like say that they're 
you know, entitled or whatever. I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't. And I think, like I said, there's some narcissism in with it. That's just the only thing I'm feeling. I'm like, okay, like this obviously wasn't for this audience, the hardcore Blizzard fans. But what about the other Blizzard fans? What about the people who who po- who played Diablo well, three but don't have like you know? That's just all I'm feeling. I'm like, I mean, yeah, I'm indifferent to but, I'm indifferent to the announcement, and then I'm just like I'm indifferent to the reaction, and I feel like people. The way I feel about it is BlizzCon's kind of there for the hardcore Blizzard audience. Like, you could have just slid Blizzard Immortals under the radar and not have even, like, bothered being like, look at our amazing announcement mobile game. Mm -hmm. But it's also their trade show, right? Like, it's hard to say that. I mean, that's also where they do all their announcements instead of, like, going to E3 or whatever. That's That's their trade show. Right. I, I don't know. I guess, but like, the the enthusiasts are the ones that are there, and they're yeah. actually like paying the money and mm-hmm. paying the money to just be like, you're getting a mobile game. Yeah, kind of sucks. It kind of super sucks. I feel bad for Blizzard fans. Yeah. I'm not particularly a Blizzard fan, no, but I either. could easily imagine the people that are really like, mm. oh, I love Warcraft and I love I love WoW and I love Diablo, Overwatch and. Oh, this all right yeah that's fine <laughs> that's fine but yeah i don't know i i basically just comes down to i feel bad for them mm-hmm. specifically dark side you've been quiet do you have any thoughts is he still here yeah i'm still here okay <clears throat> I, I had to unmute my uh mic okay not really i hate blizzard <laughs> <laughs> i i hope blizzard just goes away yeah, I can't. Oof. I played World of Warcraft. They robbed me of stuff in there. So ever since then, I quit their games and I don't touch Blizzard products. I tried Destiny, and then when I realized they were on Blizzard, I uninstalled that too. <laughs> Fuck Blizzard. Okay. Oofta. <laughs> so just to give you a little bit of backstory, back when World of Warcraft first came out, mm-hmm. I started playing it, and I used to PvP. 20 out of 24 hours a day mm-hmm. and i did that for four months and got high warlord well the day i hit high warlord the next day they released burning crusade and they took that title away from me and even though i had it in my achievements they wouldn't give me my title hmm. so that's when i said fuck you guys because 20 hours a day four months straight mm-mm. yeah oh man that would suck like I basically pushed myself to the point of probably pretty close to a heart attack. Mm-hmm. To to getting to that point. Wow. My goodness. I can't imagine. That. <laughs> I can't imagine playing a game twenty for twenty of twenty four hours a day. It was it was straight PvP, and I was closing in on I think when I quit almost a million kills. I mean, that's just one of those things with uh, with uh, with World of Warcraft. People just, like, lose themselves in that game. I missed that boat. I totally missed that boat. Um, and I know, I mean, it was kind of part of I didn't have a PC to play it on, and my mother or my father sure as hell weren't going to pay for that monthly subscription. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got stuck with uh, RuneScape, so... <laughs> Oh, Which is now on mobile. Which is now on mobile, yes. 
Yeah. Um, I, I actually um, do believe a lot of people are probably super excited about that. Yeah. I genuinely do. I, I could easily imagine a bunch of people are beyond pumped for that one. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, anything else on this topic? I think I think we uh, covered it fairly well. All right. I think that's basically... Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah. So those were our hot, t- hot takes on Blizzard. Um, mm-hmm. It is getting about it's that time. It's been a lot of hot takes tonight. I think straight so. Straight up. Um, yeah, so let's go on ahead and start doing the plugs. Uh, Ren, what's coming up on the channel? Where can people find you? And what are they going to find when they get there? Uh, so I decided, like an idiot that I was going to play Halo 2 on Legendary with all the skulls on, which basically means I instantly die nonstop and I cry every time. <laughs> um, you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash renditions. You can also find me on like any social media at renditions. Uh, that's with two Z's and seems good. So yeah, that, that's the plan. I'm going to go get wrecked in Halo 2 in about 30 minutes. <laughs> that's nice. the strat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dark side. Where can people find you? What are they going to find when they get there? All that fun stuff. You can find me at twitch.tv forward slash D-A-R-K-S-Y-D-3. And I play Dead by Daylight mainly, but I've been lately really diving into State of Decay 2 and playing it a lot. I'm on my 14th run through of that game, and I'm still not sick of it. Damn. come on over. (laughs) Nice. Um... Anything else from you two before I do my stuff? No, I think we're good. Okay. Uh, obviously, follow me if you guys want more of the stuff. It's that little heart up there. Um, you can find the podcast on Apple and Spotify as well as on uh, YouTube. Sorry, somebody is making food in the background. I'm sure you guys could hear the beeping of the microwave. <laughs> um <laughs> Yes, uh, a regular streaming schedule for the rest of the week, Wednesday, Thursday. Don't know what I'll be playing. Um, I might try to work through the download of Elder Scrolls Online because that launcher has been broken. I have uninstalled and reinstalled. I have tried to fix the uh, launcher. Literally will not download. I don't know if I will do it or not. We will see. Um... Other than that, not much else is going on for me. Follow the podcast at NTNPod on Twitter. Um, thank you, Lone Spirit, for the shout-outs, uh, for getting Ren, uh, Ren and Dark's um, Twitch pages there in the chat. Um, and, guys, we will see you later. Bye. Adios, everybody. Toodles. Bye. Bye.